might as well is an audio gallery that showcases the rejection of the binary frailties of good and evil in favor of truth told via comically allegorical jeremiads. In other words, Hasehamaumo. a cup of coffee. No, my name's Ryan. We've, we've, we've been working together for weeks. Months, actually. Months now. Dan, you've been a terrible assistant that whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm not an assistant, Betty. I don't, I mean, I play an assistant in the movie, and I'm an actor in real life, and you should, you should, you should know when that. When Betty White says she wants a cup of coffee, you get her a a cup of coffee. You ab-crunching jackass. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. This is... That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to tell you exactly how it is, okay? You seem like an adorable, sweet old lady on the outside, but on the inside? On the inside, you're like this, 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 this seething demon. You hear me? Why don't you suck a hot Yeah. Yeah, that's right, everybody. I told Betty White to go suck a hot like she's out of why? her mind, Sandy. Why? I'm tired of why? it. Why? Are you okay? Stop. Oh, All I said was he reminds me of my Finger. Look at her finger right there. Okay, how about we get you a cup of tea or coffee? She call me a jackass. Coffee. 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 Can we get Miss White some coffee? Don't help her. She's insane. Come here, Sandy. I'm not kidding you. Every time you walk away, she comes back. Nothing's wrong with me. She's a national treasure. She is. You're not. That is a living legend. You are not. This is my film. America's Sweetheart is gonna you up. I've smiled a lot of smiles and eaten a lot of to be on this throne so I could with mother to with me. Shut up! Who is on the poster of this film? Who is on the poster of this film? Who is on? I am on the poster of this film. No one knows who you are, Ryan. No one knows who you are. You say Ryan Reynolds. They get, they have no idea who you are. Betty White. They know who Betty White is. Sandra Bullock. They know who Sandra Bullock is. We sell tickets. Nobody knows who you are. So shut up. Got it? Okay, everyone. Let's get back to shooting. Welcome to Might As Well. Bitch, buckle up. This is not NPR. So without further ado, the great Maui Ma. Labels. Labels are important. Okay, I'm black. Some of you motherfuckers are white. Some of you niggas are colored. Right? Labels are important. I'm straight. Some of you niggas are gay. It is what it is. All I'm saying is, labels are important. And by the way, by the way, over here, at the Might As Well Audio Experience, we support the gay community. You feel me, bro? I'm just, hey, I'm just saying, labels are important. Okay, bruv, I'm a fucking meat eater. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I eat meat. I'm a fucking savage. Legit, bruv. Look at me, bruv. Yo, I'm a fucking omnivore. 
I eat everything in sight. I'm an animal. I'm an animal. And so are you. Bruv, I got a question, okay? It's fucking 2022. It's a new year, right? Happy new year, blah, blah, blah. Yo, I got a question. What the fuck are you niggas eating out there? Like, bruh, hey, hey, let me peep your fucking plate. Let me check your fridge, nigga. Hey, let me go through your fucking stool. Let me go through your poop. What the fuck are you niggas eating out there? Bruv, the fact that there are people out there who don't eat meat, right? But, but... They don't want to be labeled or classified as vegans, vegetarians, or prescatarians. Bruv, that shit is wild to me. Hey, bruv, labels are important. Why? Because, because labels indicate who is who in society, bruv. Yo, listen, we all belong in a box. It is what it is. Listen, bruv, I don't make the rules. No one is going to tell me what to do at what time. I'm in charge. That's why these fools are running around here. I'm in I was born and raised in this crazy-ass system, bruv. I don't make the fucking rules. We all belong in a fucking box. Now, my nigga, hey, pick a box. Pick a box. Okay? You don't eat meat. Great. Are you a vegetarian? No. Are you a fucking vegan? No. Are you a fucking pescatarian? What? No. What the fuck do you eat? What are you? Who the fuck are you, my nigga? Yo, bruv, it's 2022. Okay? Bruv, I don't have the time nor the fucking energy to deal with people who don't know who they are. And as you can hear, bruv, it's raining in the Joe Hazardous. It's raining. Hey? It's 2022. Nigga, listen. Hey. Hey. Are we going to start 2022 with a flood? <laughs> huh? La Nina is here, bruv. It's raining, man. It's raining cats and dogs. Right? It's raining bad politics. It's raining niggas who don't eat meat. But they don't want to be called vegetarians. They don't want to be labeled vegans. They don't want to be classified as pescatarian. And by the way, let's keep it a buck. Pescatarians, hey, listen, hey, come on, you know? Hey, join the dark side of the force. How about that? Hey, listen, listen, come on, right? A fish, I mean, a fish is an animal, right? Fish meat is meat. Hey, so join the dark side. Might as well cup yourself a fucking hot wing from Shiggy Lillian. Legit, bruv, do the right thing. Pick a fucking box. Pick a side. Choose a side. Let's play five a side. It is what it is. It's all a game. Life is a fucking game, bruv. What the fuck are you? What do you eat? Who the fuck are you? What the fuck are you niggas eating? It's crazy. It's fucking wild, bruv. Listen, fam, listen. I'm a meat eater. Okay, I love meat. I'm sorry. Right? Are the fucking chickens sick? Yeah. <laughs> These fucking chickens are sick. Look at them. Right? They're overgrown. 
moral of the story, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Cause what you gonna do when you just have a yolk and no chicken? Huh? You're gonna crack it, fry it, eat it, then what? Repercussion what? How many chickens? Zero. It's just eggs. They are out there stumbling, struggling to walk, struggling to stand upright, struggling to take flight, of course, obviously. However, however, I saw a video, a spooky ass video of a chicken flying over a body of water. Black magic. Black magic. Somebody, hey, somebody went to Haiti. Somebody went to Malawi to go learn how to make a how to make a chicken fly. Legit, brother, it is what it is. Black magic works. The fucking voodoo works. But I digress. These chickens, bruv, these chickens are sick. But I still love a chicken. These chickens are hopped up on antibiotics, however, antibiotics are everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. Right? The fucking rain has antibiotics in it. Right? Our food have antibiotics in them. It is what it is, dude. Legit, bruv. Some of these chickens, some of these chickens are cannibals. Legit. Some of these chickens be out there moving like Idi Amin. Some of these chickens be out there consuming other chickens for cultural purposes. But bruv, I love a chicken. I'm black. It's a fucking stereotype. But hey, I'm black. I chose a path. I chose a box. I got a label. Alright? I'm a black chicken lover. I'm a black watermelon eater. It is what it is. Right? Labels work. I don't make the fucking rules, bruv. I don't make the rules. Right? Do the fucking Jews run Hollywood? Hey, hey, who knows? <laughs> this is what it is, right? It is what it is. I'm just, hey, I'm just saying. Labels Work. Okay? They work. So, bruv, hey, pick a box. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes made of ticky-tacky Little boxes on the hillside Little boxes all the same There's a pink one and a green one And a blue one and a yellow one And they're all made out of ticky-tacky And they all look just the same And the people in the houses All went to the university where they were put in boxes and they came out all the same and there's doctors and lawyers and business executives and they're all made out of ticky-tacky and they all look just the same and they all play on the golf course and drink their martinis dry and they all have pretty children and the children go to school and the 
children go to summer camp And then to the university where they are put in boxes And they come out all the same And the boys go into business And marry and raise a family in boxes made of ticky-tacky And they all look just the same There's a pink one and a green one And a blue one and a yellow one And they're all made out of ticky-tacky And they all look just the same It's easy, bruv. Pick a fucking box. Right? Pick a label. Pick a label. Do you want Louis Vuitton? Huh? Or do you want Gucci? Or do you want Christian Dior? What do you want? Do you want Hermes? Huh? What do you want? Or do you want Risha Mill? What do you... What do you want, bruv? Pick a label. Pick a lane. Pick a fucking lane, bruv. Epstein picked a lane. Right? And that lane was filled with fucking jizz, bruv. Epstein picked the jizz lane. He took the fucking jizz lane to heaven. It is what it is. But I fucking digress, bruv. Pick a box. Legit. Pick a box, bruv. Niggas are out here bragging about the food they no longer eat. Oh, nah, like I used to eat chicken, but uh -uh. I don't eat chicken anymore. I used to eat turkey. I loved turkey. It's a bit dry here and there, but I fuck with turkey. But now, I'm a changed man. It's 2022. It's a new year. It's a new world. I no longer eat turkey. Alright? I'm gonna pardon all the fucking turkeys and keep it moving. Legit, niggas be out here bragging. Oh, yeah, I stopped eating red meat 10 years ago. Nah, I don't eat cow. No beef for me. Oh, I've never touched pork. Oh my God, no. I was raised as a fucking Muslim. I'm a Muslim. Allah Akbar! Allah Akbar! Allah Akbar! I'm a Muslim, even though, even though, I'm planning to, you know, give all that up because I'm progressive, right? I want to be Jewish or Catholic, right? I want to try, I want to try the other religions. Legit, bruv, I'm progressive. Facts. I'm open to new ideas, new concepts, new gods, like money, right? I'm thinking of becoming a banker, for example. You feel me? I want to worship different gods. These are all fucking facts. Hey, listen, I might, hey, I might fuck around and start investing in crypto. Who knows? I want to worship Satoshi Nakamoto. There's what it is, nigga. We need gods. We need labels. The Jibra of labels, labels keep the world exciting. Right? They make the world fun. They make living exciting. They make life 
joyful. These are all fucking facts, bruv. I enjoy life because I'm riddled with labels. Legit, I'm a walking, talking, breathing fucking label. Look at me. I'm black. Right? I'm relatively progressive. <laughs> right? I'm a fucking comedian. I'm funny. I'm multi-talented. I'm gifted. You feel me, bro? I'm gifted. My IQ is high as fuck. So, hey, I'm intelligent. You see, bro? I have labels. I have a bunch of fucking labels. I'm a fucking radical. You're now listening to the Sam Porter Bridges of podcasting. You little bitch. I'm a fucking lunatic. Look at me. I'm riddled with labels. I'm a gamer. Right? I'm a husband. I'm a son. I'm a brother. Right? And one day I'll be a father. Right? One day I'll be a father and then, and then, to complete the fucking cycle, my fucking offspring, my progeny, are gonna turn me into a grandfather. That's what it is. I don't make the fucking rules, bruv. Pick a fucking box. Niggas be out there bragging about the food they no longer eat. I be like, bruh, so, so, so what are you? What do you eat? Oh, uh, uh, I eat veggies. So you are a vegetarian. Uh, no, no. Uh, you are a vegan. Uh, no, no, no. You are pescatarian? No. So, bruv, what the fuck are you? Oh, I don't believe in labels. What? Huh? Wait, huh? What? What? Sir, sir, are you black? Uh, yeah. But you just said, you, you just said you don't believe. Oh, what the fuck? Huh? Are you married or single? Oh, uh, I'm married. That's a label. Right, you are a black married man. Labels. They work. Right? They, hey, they fucking work. Okay, bruv? Hey, your politics. Do you lean more right or left? Uh, 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 more left? Another label. <laughs> right? You are a fucking liberal. Labels! Labels work! Hate it or love it. These are all fucking facts. Listen, I don't make the fucking rules. Bruv, I love meat. <laughs> Oh, oh, Maui, oh, these cows be farting. Global warming, climate change, Maui. Climate change is real. Of course it is. I've been preaching about climate change. Of course climate change is real. However, I don't care about the farts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bruv. Hey, hey, we all fart. We all release methane, right? We all fought. Bruv, when we die, we release methane. The world is fucking covered in methane. It is what it is. Right? Leave these fucking cows alone, bruv. Let the cows fart in peace. Legit. Oh, facts, bruv. Hey, listen. Cow farts keep me alive. Because I fucks with meat. It is what it is. I don't make the fucking rules, my nigga. Hey, hey, how about, how about stop driving? How about that? Stop driving, right? You are concerned about climate change, right? Stop driving. Stop charging your phone. Stop, hey, stop 
charging your fucking phone. Stop wearing clothes. Stop. Listen. 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 Climate change is mad real. Right? The fucking big ice in Greenland is melting. Antarctica is melting. The fucking North Pole and the fucking South Pole are both falling apart. You feel me, bruv? Sea levels are going to rise. Whether we like it or not, bruv, we are, hey, we are all going to be aerial. Whether we like it or not, we are all going to be mermaids. Okay, bruv? Okay? It's over. How about that? It's fucking over. How dare you? The massive climate crisis right now. The world is literally on fire. The Amazon is burning. It is only the beginning of spring. And already Queensland and New South Wales are on fire. And we are expecting worse to come. Droughts are pushing farmers to the brink. Animals are disappearing because water is running out. Extreme heat is putting the most vulnerable in huge risk. Half of the Great Barrier Reef has been devastated due to climate change heating up our oceans. But that's just today. What about tomorrow? This is predicted to get a lot worse if we don't act now. In a terrifying new... I'm afraid that nature might just decide to retire I had a heart-to-heart with our mother Earth, and she said to me, Son, you need me more than I need you. I was created for you. You were formed from me to take care of me until you return to me. So you need me more than I need you. How dare you? Niggas are all over social media talking about their big plans for 2022. <laughs> niggas, niggas are on social media talking about their big plans for 2022. Oh, oh, this year we strike it rich. <laughs> you niggas, you niggas are silly. You niggas, you niggas never learn. Legit, bruv, you motherfucker. Hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. You motherfuckers mean to tell me that we went through all of that shit that we went through over the past two years, right? Only for you niggas to come out the other side like, like as if nothing happened. You, you mother. Hey, you niggas never learn. Legit, bruv, there's no fucking learning curve. You mother, hey, you niggas are dumb. Let's just call it what it is. You motherfuckers are dumb. Hey, the fuck are you planning? Justin J, Justin J, JUST, not for control, for no fucking reason at all. Justin J. What are you planning? What the fuck are you niggas planning? Huh? Niggas got plans for 2022. As if 2020 and 2021 didn't happen. What are, what are y'all planning? Niggas 
have New Year's resolutions. Bruv, that's still a thing. That's, whoa, hey, bruv, resolutions are still a thing? Bruh, I, I thought that, I thought we were past all of that. That's what I thought, but evidently I was wrong. Niggas still have New Year's resolutions, bruv. My fucking resolution for the year, okay, is to make it to next year. Okay, that's my fu- <laughs> That's my resolution. Okay, that's my fucking resolution for the year. My resolution is to survive the year. Okay? Bruv, last year, I almost died. Nigga, I almost died. I caught, I caught the vid. Okay, bruv, I, listen. Listen, I caught the fucking vid. Alright, but I'm still here, dog. Alright, and so are you. You are still alive. You're still here. You made it. Congratulations. Congratulations. You made it, bruv. You fucking Made it, bruv. My resolution for the year is to is to indulge in in fine delicacies like like Autolands. Right? I wanna listen, I wanna eat a bird this year. I wanna eat I wanna eat something that's going extinct. Legit bruv, I wanna taste extinction. <laughs> Legit bruv, I wanna fucking taste Extinction and listen bruv when I when I indulge in a in a fucking autoland or two I'm not gonna cover my head with a towel no siree I want God to see me Legit bruv I wanna be I wanna be eye to eye with Allah bruv eye to fucking eye face to face mano a mano with the fucking maker Legit bruv I'm not gonna cover my fucking head with a towel I have no shame Legit, bruv, I wanna taste extinction, right? Like Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein was out there fucking extinction. Legit, yo, bruv, he was out there hooking up with extinction. What do I mean by that? Oh, oh, uh, populations are no longer growing. <laughs> populations uh, are getting older worldwide. Right? So, bruv, we are moving into a world where young people are gonna be rare. So, young people are going extinct. <laughs> bruv, when you good, listen, when you good, you good. I do this, my nigga. I fucking do this. You're in, you're out. Right? It don't, it don't matter what year it is, bruv. Listen, I'm Maui Mau. I'm the Sam Potter Bridges of podcasting. So you know what, bruv? Congratulations. Congratulations, you are alive to hear this fucking comedy gold being dropped onto your fucking lap. You are alive. You are alive. You made it. <laughs> you here. Congratulations. Congratulations. You motherfuckers, you niggas, you niggas did it. You motherfuckers did it. Y'all finally got Ghislaine Maxwell. You motherfuckers. Congratulations, America. Congratulations. Okay? From me, Third World Mao. Right, I'm recording live. Right? 
in the Joe Hazardous, Johannesburg, South Africa, in the fucking third world, right? And I want to say congratulations, America. I want to salute the West. I want to salute the first world. Legit, bruv. I want to salute the leaders of the free world. <laughs> congratulations. You niggas, you niggas got Ghislaine. Huh? You niggas, yo, you motherfuckers, I'm pretty sure you niggas are proud of yourselves. Right? Y'all got Ghislaine Maxwell. You niggas finally sent Ghislaine, a.k.a. Gislaine, a.k.a. the GOAT Maxwell to prison. Ghislaine Maxwell is a convicted sex offender after a jury unanimously decided she was guilty of trafficking young girls for paedophile Jeffrey Epstein to abuse. Four women testified in court, but many more, like Sarah Ransom, were also victims. I've spent five years fighting for this moment where I finally got to sit behind her and I got that two, three second eye contact with her and she knew. But after all that evidence, her family still believe she's innocent. I accept that these accusers were victims of Jeffrey Epstein. What I do not accept is that they were victims of Ghislaine Maxwell. So, Mr Maxwell, you believe these four women, but only part of the way, because all four of them said that your sister was part of the abuse. Carolyn said she was 14 when your sister came in and felt her boobs and her hips and her buttocks and said she had a great body for Mr Epstein and his friends. Annie Farmer says your sister told her to get undressed and to get on the massage table. Your sister, she said, then rubbed Annie Farmer's chest and upper breast. All four victims say your sister was at the heart of the abuse. And you think they're lying? Well, uh, if, if I'm right, I don't believe that they were saying the same thing to the authorities two or three years ago. Gillen's name didn't so feature in So they're lying in, in, or they're confused no, or what's the justification? It doesn't, it doesn't follow that they are lying. It, 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 the reality is all of this occurred 25 years ago or 20, 25 years ago. And uh, it is in, we know that memory does funny things. People will think, Mr Maxwell, that you are victim-blaming and you are gaslighting these women. I'm certainly not victim-blaming. Why would I do that? Ian Maxwell believes his sister's trial was unfair, an appeal will be successful, and that Ghislaine Maxwell will not flip and cooperate with prosecutors. But he refuses to apologise to her victims. Well, it's not for me to apologise to those ladies. I feel empathy for the experiences that they have had, but the fact is that they've now received a verdict which I hope will give them both uh, some solace and some relief from that pain. Lawyer Lisa Bloom represents eight Epstein victims. I think the brother of Ghislaine Maxwell, Ian, is living in denial. Um, perhaps that's the best that he can do at this point. I'm sure this is a very painful time for him but he needs to stop insulting the victims with these kinds of comments. Sex trafficker Ghislaine Maxwell is now back here at a federal detention center in Brooklyn. 
prison may now be her home forever. Joe Pike, Sky News. That motherfucker's guilty. 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 That motherfucker's it's Jeffrey Epstein's private island in the Caribbean. Some even refer to it as pedophile island. Hey, I'm a just island boy. I'm a just island boy. Ooh. I'm a good key white boy. Jeffrey Edward Epstein and my residence address is 6100 Red Hook Boulevard in Virginia. described your penis as oval shaped and claimed when erect it was thick towards the bottom but was thin and small towards the head portion and called it egg shaped. Those are not my words, I apologize. But as Mr. As Mr. Critton has stated, that this So you want to take over for Letterman? You want to host Late Show on CBS? Yeah, that's... Well, here's the thing with that champ. That's short for champion. If you want to be a talk show host, it's better if you're funny. Now, there have been some guys who are not funny. Tom Snyder, David Suskind, Ted Koppel. But funny's better. Now, have you ever had any experience with being funny? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a comedian. You're a comedian. Well, I've known you for a week and you haven't made me laugh once. I had no idea you were a comedian. I thought you were a newsman. No, I'm not a newsman. I'm a, I'm a comedian. Jesus. Well, all right. Let's see it. See what? See the funny. Make me laugh. Go. Go? Go. Funny. Three, two, one. I'm go. I'm not that kind of funny. What kind of funny? The kind where you just say go and I'm funny. All right. I think you better leave my office. Jack. Mr. Dahl, I, I look, there's different kinds of funny, right? There's different kinds of performers. I'm not that kind of performer. Let me tell you what kind of what you are. You're whatever you have to be to make people laugh. Anytime, anywhere, anyone. You turn it on on a dime. You get that belly moving, son, or you're out. Now tell the truth. You're just scared, like a rookie. You're like some kid at a talent show with a number pinned to your shirt. You got nothing or you would have shown me now. So get out. Thank you. Have a nice day. Fine. Lick, I, I can't, I can't, I can't give up on this. I don't, uh, 
This is either a, a, a door or a wall for me, and I, it's either the beginning or the end. I, I don't I Please. Okay, then. Let's see the funny. Three, two, one, go. Funny. This is it, bud. You want me to start at one and go up? One, two, three, funny. Okay, last chance and then we're really done. Done and done. Let's go, kid. You want the big gig? Let's see it. Make me laugh at the count of three. One, two. You niggas ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Legit, bruv, you motherfuckers took Ghislaine, bruv. Fam, the world needs a Ghislaine. People like Ghislaine keep the world's leaders in check. Legit, bruv, the world needs a fucking Ghislaine. But you know what, bruv? Congratulations. Congratulations, FBI, CIA. Congrats. Y'all did it. Y'all did it. Y'all got the GOAT. Y'all got, yo, dude, y'all got the fucking goat. You niggas did it. Congratulations. Bruv, yo, fam, yo, we can all learn something from this fucking case. Legit, all of us, we can all learn something from Ghislaine Maxwell's case. Fam, listen, eh? Good people finish last. Okay? That's what we can learn. Good people finish last all the time, bruv. It doesn't pay to be a good person. Might as well be bad. Legit, bruv. Might as well be Hitler. Might as well. Might as well be Stalin. Might as well be Mussolini, bruv. Might as well be Xi Jinping. Might as well be Vladimir Putin. Legit, bruv. Because evidently, it pays to be bad. It pays to be a bad person, bruv. Ghislaine Maxwell is a good person. Legit, bruv. Ghislaine Maxwell is a fucking good person, bruv. Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck. She was just a young girl in love. Right? She was in love, my nigga. She was in love with Jeffrey. And evidently, evidently, Jeffrey Epstein didn't love her back. She was a young girl in love. Legit, bruv. And we all know, right? Love makes you do some some stupid things sometimes, right? Love makes you, yo, nigga, yo, love blinds you. Max, I've only got one thing to say to you about tonight. I love your dad. Thank you, Mr. Goofy. And I'd just like to say, I for one am glad you're our waiter. Disgusting. I mean, fam, look at what love is doing to Nicki Minaj. I'm a trapper, man. Look at Nicki, bruv. Right? She's blinded by love. Right? Hence, hence, she's out here blindly protecting her rapist husband. That's love. Right? Love makes niggas, yo, bruv, it numbs niggas. Right? It pushes niggas to abandon their fucking morals. That's what love does. Love is a beautiful thing, but also love is toxic. Let's keep it a buck. Right? Love is a fucking animal. The Jeb Rav. Right? Look at Nikki. She's out there, bruv, going to war for her husband. And her husband is a fucking rapist. Love does that sometimes. Legit. Love fucks with your psyche, bruv. 
Legit, it fucks with your beliefs. It toys with your emotions. It toys with your fucking reptilian brain. That's what love does. Legit, bruv. Love is a ticking time bomb. Bruv, Ghislaine Maxwell was just a young girl in love. She was in love with a lunatic. She was in love with a maniac. It happens sometimes. It happens. Right? Fam, I know a lot of friends, right? Who were in love with maniacs and also, and also they were maniacs themselves. It happens. It happens, bruv. Hey, listen. Hey, welcome to real life. Welcome to the real world. Okay, welcome to the metaverse. <laughs> this is it. This is it, bruv. Niggas are out here falling in love. In the fucking metaverse, love will make you do some things that you don't really want to do. But hey, because you are in love, you are going to do them. Love, love has niggas committing murders, committing suicides. It's crazy, bruv. Love makes people do crazy things. Ghislaine Maxwell was a young girl in love. These are all fucking facts, bruv. She was just on a journey, right? She was just on a journey to womanhood. She was gonna mature eventually. Legit, bruv. She was just a young girl in love. Her story is a story that's as old as time. Bruv, there's no difference between Ghislaine's story and Issa D's story on Insecure. There's no difference, right? Both of their fucking stories are, you know, coming of age stories. Ghislaine Maxwell was just coming of age. <laughs> Legit! She was just growing up, right? She was a good girl in a mad fucking world. It is what it is. It happens. It happens sometimes. It be like that sometimes. Where Becky Quick is with Warren Buffett and um, oh, I, I, I you should see what he's doing right now, Joe. He oh. was rubbing his cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, I shouldn't. <laughs> Warren, thank you for being here today. It's oh, good to see you. Thanks for having me. Is it hard? Though? Well, it's it's strong, but a little softer than it was six months ago. But it's down from a very good level. Is, is it a decline in confidence or is it coming off of levels where there was unusual activity ahead of that? Well, it isn't really down. It's just it, it leveled off and a little softer maybe now, but with a steeper curve. That is to some extent a curse of size. Is that particularly because you have a large cock? Well, that, that is true. I've seen it. Guys in the control room, sorry, this is not where I told you I was going, but all right, let me test you on your thick cock. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you thought all about that for I a second. my jaws lock up. If you get it all the way, I'll give you my Berkshire Hathaway. We are all fallible. Legit, bruv, we are all human. So, fam, let's keep it a buck. We all mess up once in a while. We all make mistakes. Right? We are all human. Legit, bruv, aren't we all human? What happened to that? What happened to being a fallible human being? Huh? An imperfect species. What happened to that? Legit, brother, I mean, fam, look, look, we all allowed Malcolm Little to mature into Malcolm X, right? 
we allowed Malcolm Little to blossom into a great leader. That fucking kid was a gangster. Legit. He hurt a lot of people. Let's keep it a buck. Malcolm Little hurt a lot of people, bruv. Right, but he blossomed into one of the world's greatest leaders. Malcolm X. Legit, bruv. We allowed Malcolm Little to mature, to learn, to get better. Right? All I'm asking is, all I'm asking is, we need to do the same for Ghislaine Maxwell. She's only 60 years young. She's a young girl. Right? Legit, bruv, y'all fam, listen. In the fucking metaverse, Ghislaine Maxwell is a young girl. She's only 60 years young. She still has some room to grow, some room to improve. We need to allow her to grow. Let's give her a chance. We gave Malcolm Little a chance. Let's give Ghislaine Maxwell a chance. Legit, bruv, we all mess up. We all make mistakes. Especially, especially when we were still kids. Right, young girls fuck around once in a while. Young boys mess up once in a while. Hey, bruv, it's the cycle of life. That's how life works. Right? We all learn from our fucking mistakes. Let's allow Ghislaine Maxwell to learn from her fucking mistakes. That's all I'm asking. Okay? That's all I'm asking because I think she deserves it. Legit, bruv, people like Ghislaine Maxwell keep people like Bill Clinton in check. Right? They keep lunatics like fucking Billy Boy and Donald Trump and fucking Prince Andrew and, and Bill Gates in check. And, bruv, you gotta respect that. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Ah oh, man, all men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Come on, man. We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse, no matter what. Come on, man. No man has a right to raise a hand to a woman in anger, other than in self-defense, and that's rarely ever occurs. Come on, man. I got hairy legs. Come on, man. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Come on, man. I'm going to beat Joe Biden. Come on, man. The model of the story is we need cabals. Legit, we need evil cabals. We need blood sacrifices once in a while. The world runs on blood. Legit. What's oil? <laughs> What's oil? What's oil? What the fuck is oil? Oh, oh fossil fuels. Oh, yeah. Well, what are fossils? Huh? What the fuck? You see, bruv? You see what I mean? The world runs on blood. Okay? The world needs blood. We need a fucking blood sacrifice. That's just how it is. Planet Earth is fueled by blood. 
we gotta kill. Right? We gotta kill some people. Hey, let's keep it a buck. Some people gotta go. <laughs> right? Some people gotta go. And people like Ghislaine Maxwell. Right? Make sure that those people really go. Right? They make sure that the people that gotta go actually go. And we need motherfuckers like that. Brother, it takes balls. Okay? It takes balls to do what Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein did. Brother, it takes... Whoa! Whoa! Literally. It takes balls. Literally. All fucking facts, bruv. All I'm saying is, let's give Ghislaine Maxwell a shot. Okay, so what? Huh? What? Hey, Bill Clinton, what? Huh? The blood got hot, huh? Huh? The fucking block got hot. Bruv, whose block hasn't? Come on, bruv. Huh? Cut her some slack. Cut Ghislaine Maxwell some slack. Bill Clinton, cut her a check. Fill up a fucking commissary. Feed a bitch. How about that? Feed a fucking bitch. Protect her. Legit. Protect her in prison, bruv. She's gonna need all the fucking protection. Feed a bitch. Throw her a fucking bone. Because, because Ghislaine Maxwell threw a lot of adolescent pussy in your direction, Bill Clinton. Take care of the people who took care of you. How about that? Take care of the person who took care of you, Bill Clinton. Legit, bruv, how many fucking years were you a horny fuck? Running around Washington. How many years, bro? What, what, eight years? What, your whole life? You've been wildin'. You've been a horny fuck with a saxophone. Bill Clinton, hold down Ghislaine Maxwell because she held you down. She took care of you. Legit, bro. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, bro. Bill Clinton, you got blown. Like a saxophone. Hey, Billy Boy. Hey, William. Hey, Willem. Hold your girl down, okay? Hold Ghislaine Maxwell down because she held you down, right? Right, she didn't tell. She didn't snitch. You feel me, bruv? She's out there protecting your fucking secrets. She's out there guarding your fucking secrets. So please, hold her down. Fill up her fucking commissary. And make sure that she's protected in prison, bruv. Hold Ghislaine Maxwell down. Hashtag justice for Ghislaine. Justice for Ghislaine. <laughs> Legit, bruv. Fam, Ghislaine Maxwell just wanted to be like her father. She just wanted to walk in her father's footsteps. That's all. Right? We all want to impress our parents. Daddy, I love you.
the way, my name is Astra. My name is Dashiki. That's Swahili for doggy style. Ooh, that's pretty. Those are my kids. Hello, everybody. Now, children, what do you say when you meet a nice man? Are you my daddy? Hmm? They don't know where their father is. They must go and look for that big nose where he is. They must not say for me, I, I sold them out. And Ghislaine just wanted to do the same. She just wanted to impress her father. She just wanted to make her father proud. Right? She just wanted to walk in her father's footsteps, bruv. Don't we all? Don't we all? So please, Billy Boy, hold Ghislaine Maxwell down. Hold her down for the culture. Please, sir. Please. Please, because, bruv, yo, fam, she threw so much pussy your way, bruv. I mean, yo, the numbers are staggering. Legit. I saw the fucking data. The numbers a staggering. Okay? Bruv, fam, Ghislaine Maxwell was out there playing QB. She was out there moving like TB. Right? Just fucking hoisting it. <laughs> right? Just fucking hoisting it. <laughs> right? Hoisting it. Hoisting that fucking pussy. Legit, bruv! Oh, fucking fast, bruv! She was out there throwing perfect spirals your direction. So please, Billy Boy, hold her down. Hold her down. Right, because she's not snitching. She's not out there moving like fucking Takashi. She's not singing under oath. She's out there lying under oath. She's protecting you, Bill Clinton. So please protect her. Because you got blown a lot. You got blown... You got blown a lot. Bill Clinton is a fucking pussyhound. Are you naked? Bill Clinton has a high sexual appetite. He's a well-known wild boy. A well-known rude boy. Bumbaclat. Legit, bruv. He's a wild... Listen, Bill Clinton is a wild boy. So, bruv, he got blown a lot. Right? He got blown a lot. And, of course, he came... On a blue dress. Right? For cultural purposes. Of course. And the rest is, yeah, huh, you guessed it. QAnon history. So please, Billy Boy, hold your girl down. Hold your girl down. Hashtag justice for Ghislaine. Hashtag justice for Ghislaine. Bruv, she just wanted to be just like her daddy. Fam, Ghislaine Maxwell, the daughter of a British media mogul. <laughs> Is that what we are calling him? Huh? Is that what we are gonna label Ghislaine Maxwell's father? A fucking British media mogul? Right? Is that what he was? Listen, this fucking guy, yo, yo, Ghislaine Maxwell's father was a wild boy. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. You're in 
understand that you are a very controversial man in this country. I'm delighted. That's Robert Maxwell. The media mogul grew up in a shack and died on a yacht. In between, he was a well-connected opportunist with Jekyll and Hyde personalities. His ruthlessness deeply affected his daughter, Ghislaine Maxwell, the British socialite accused of trafficking minors for a convicted sex offender, Jeffrey Epstein. I'm Margaret Cho, and this is The Strange Case of Robert Maxwell. Maxwell was born Jan Ludwig Hoch on June 10, 1923, in a remote salt mining village in Czechoslovakia. The region, part of the modern-day Ukraine, shifted four times between World War I and World War II before eventually collapsing into the Soviet Union. Growing up, times were tough. We lived in uh, one room with seven children, hungry most of the time. The New York Post reported that Maxwell said, I was never young. I never had that privilege. Political turmoil shaped Maxwell's childhood. His family was Jewish, and he was coming of age right as Adolf Hitler rose to power. At 11, he was sent to study rabbinical literature. But a few years later, the Nazis invaded, so Robert decided to leave the yeshiva. Before catching the train home, he cut off his peyote, his long side locks to hide his Jewish identity. At 16, he enlisted in the Hungarian resistance as a spy, but was quickly arrested at the border. He spent four months shackled in a windowless room before the authorities ordered a show trial for his execution. But Maxwell, always in survival mode, managed to escape on his way to court. As soon as he was out, he immediately wanted back into the action. He joined the French Foreign Legion and was shipped to Liverpool. There, he taught himself English and changed his name to Ivan to sound more British. I enjoyed the war. His name changed again before he finally became Ian Robert Maxwell. By then, he was a second lieutenant in the Queen's Royal Regiment and wanted to sound more distinguished, Scottish, and, well, less Jewish. During the war, Maxwell became fluent in multiple languages and was often assigned to go undercover. But he didn't mind the danger. In fact, he had a reputation for acting pretty brazen and putting his life on the line for his soldiers, even if that meant going against orders. Near the end of his life, he was investigated for having possibly killed an unarmed German civilian during the war. Maxwell even admitted the crime in a letter to his wife. But the case was closed because investigators were unable to find a witness. When the war ended, Maxwell was awarded the Military Cross. That same year, he learned that his parents and four of his siblings had been killed at Auschwitz. But he didn't get much time to grieve. Immediately, he left for Paris and wed Betty Maynard, a wealthy French Protestant woman he'd met two months earlier at a servicemen's club. Four days after the wedding, and already back in the service, he sent Betty a very romantic letter with his six rules for the perfect partnership. One, don't nag. Two, don't criticize unduly. Three, give honest appreciation. Four, pay little attentions. Five, be courteous. Six, have the utmost confidence in yourself and your partner. When his military service ended, he took over a subsidiary of a medical and legal textbook company and renamed it Pergamon. At the same time, he was also importing and exporting goods under the name Anglo-Continental Exchange Limited with a business partner named Kurt Wallersteiner. For this, 
the FBI suspected the two had become Soviet spies. A British intelligence file also described Robert as a thoroughly bad character and almost certainly financed by Russia. But they were never able to prove it. KGB or not, Robert's first big business scandal was on the horizon. In 1951, he acquired the publishing warehouse Simpkin Marshall with a loan from Wallersteiner. But when Wallersteiner inquired about the company's finances, he discovered that it was deeply in debt. Apparently, Maxwell had been taking Simpkin's money and investing it in other ventures. By 1955, Robert had run the 175-year-old company into the ground. In 1957, Wallersteiner was indicted in the United States for violating the Trading with the Enemy Act. No more importing and exporting with the Soviet bloc. For Maxwell, things were relatively quiet on the business front for the next few years. The family had become quite wealthy and lived in a 53-room mansion in Oxford. In 1961, they had their ninth and final child, a daughter named Ghislaine. There was no question that Ghislaine was daddy's little girl. Maxwell kept a picture of her on his desk, and for a long time, it was the only photo in his office. He even named his beloved yacht after her. But for the most part, Maxwell's affection was characteristically hard to come by. He was a strict disciplinarian, and Betty recalled how he would shout and threaten and rant at the children until they were reduced to a pulp. In that giant house, the kids lived under a microscope. Maxwell would do things like assign them specialized topics to discuss at mealtimes and then evaluate their performance. Ghislaine's brother Ian said, I always felt like I was courting his approval. You could never small talk with the old man. Either something was of consequence or it wasn't. For as cruel as it could be, Maxwell could also be very charismatic. In the early 1960s, he became a politician and ran on the Labour Party ticket. According to his friend, Dick Davey, Maxwell said, Well, of course I'm conservative, but I'm not a member of the establishment, so I've got to become Labour. Maxwell became a member of Parliament in 1964. When he was up for re-election, he called himself the man who gets things done and won by an even wider margin. But that reputation didn't last long. He started recommending questionable austerity measures like taking the free milks out of school lunches. And an investigation by the Sunday Times revealed he'd been using some creative accounting. Maxwell threatened to sue the Times, but later his demeanor changed entirely. And he even congratulated Harold Evans, the paper's editor, on his thorough research. Evans said the businessman seemed to have two modes. Either he would thump the table and bellow at you, or he would turn seductive and pretend to be your friend. You never knew which Maxwell you were going to get. That was Maxwell's MO. In her memoir, Betty described Maxwell as having Jekyll and Hyde personalities and said he often reserved his worst self for his innermost circles. No one was spared, not even his favorite. One time, when Ghislaine said she wanted to meet a businessman named Donald Trump, Maxwell asked her, have you got your head in your bum? Why the f would Donald Trump want to waste his time seeing you with your crappy gifts when he has a multi-million dollar business to run? In 1969, Maxwell suffered two big blows to his reputation. He lost a bid for the tabloid newspaper News of the World, which was later scooped up by Australian businessman Rupert Murdoch. Maxwell had burned Murdoch on a business deal some years earlier, and the two men were bitter rivals. How do you feel about the prospect of losing yet another newspaper to Mr. Murdoch? 
Well, it's not my newspaper that I was losing. I just happened to be the person who took the lead in negotiating for the Sun to become a paper that would give the Labour Party and the Labour movement support. Meanwhile, the Sunday Times had caught wind of trouble at Pergamon. Rumors were swirling that Maxwell was creating an illusion of profitability by using other subsidiaries to buy expensive encyclopedia sets. Fun. Maxwell denied the rumors but became paranoid about whether Murdoch had planted the article. In 1970, following this series of public humiliations, Maxwell lost his seat in Parliament. In 1980, Maxwell began to salvage his business reputation by saving Europe's largest printing company from bankruptcy. But he still wanted a paper. At the time, Murdoch owned the right-leaning tabloid The Sun. So Maxwell set his sights on The Sun's rival, the left-leaning Daily Mirror. When he acquired the Mirror in 1984, Maxwell brought his creative accounting practices with him. He used the company's four pension funds as his personal piggy banks, borrowing millions of pounds to cover shortfalls. He repaid the loans, but he knew it was risky. In 1988, he combined the pensions into a single fund to be managed by a Liechtenstein-based foundation, his very own Maxwell Charitable Trust. Maxwell is borrowing hundreds of millions to keep his printing press empire, Maxwell Communication Corporation afloat so graphics like these could stay intact. And banks kept giving him loans because he backed them with the money in Liechtenstein. The same year Maxwell acquired the Mirror, he accompanied fellow British business tycoon Gerald Ronson to a meeting with the Israeli Prime Minister. For decades, Maxwell had kept his Jewish roots private, but Ronson convinced him to admit his ancestry. Midway through their meeting, Maxwell announced he wanted to invest a quarter of a billion dollars in Israel and agreed to share security intel with the Mossad. Maxwell kept his word. Two years later, an Israeli nuclear technician named Mordecai Venunu went to London hoping to blow the whistle on a dangerous nuclear arms program. He was prepared to sell the evidence to the Sunday Times, but Maxwell persuaded him to sell the story to the Mirror instead. Maxwell sent the picture to the Israeli embassy in London, supposedly to confirm the truth of the story. But Maxwell never paid Venunu and never ran the story either. Later, Venunu was drugged and kidnapped back to Israel, where he was imprisoned on crimes against the state. Some years later, at Maxwell's funeral, Israeli President Shimon Peres personally praised Maxwell's services to Israel. In addition to his creative accounting, Maxwell employed some creative management practices at the Mirror. Almost immediately, he forced the unions to accept mass layoffs and threatened to shut the paper down if they didn't agree to his terms. Needing to be in control at all times, he even wiretapped the office phones. American business ethics do not exist. And business, apparently, you've got to assume right from the beginning that you're dealing with people who have got the morals of barnyard roosters. Maxwell was losing control. That year he divorced Betty on the grounds she was raving mad. And a financial paper revealed that Maxwell Communication Corporation was operating at significant losses. Maxwell attempted to refute this, but the writing was on the wall. He was forced to repay his debts by liquidating a bunch of assets, including his 51% stake in MTV Europe, a pretty desperate move in 1990. His finances got so unmanageable that in 1991, he sold his crown jewel, Pergamon. 
By this point, Maxwell had sold 96 million pounds of the Mirrors pensions assets. The paper's finance director noticed some discrepancies and launched an internal investigation. It turned out Maxwell owed over a billion pounds to several banking institutions, including Lehman Brothers and Goldman Sachs. Eventually, the Swiss bank called in the fraud squad. On November 1st, 1991, Maxwell boarded his yacht, the Lady Ghislaine, for a last-minute trip to Madeira and the Canary Islands. The crew said he was in unusually good spirits and didn't do any work, which was unlike him. He also boarded alone, no butler, no personal assistant, and brought almost no luggage with him. Then, on the morning of November 5th, his crew noticed him missing. A few days later, his body was recovered from the Atlantic Ocean. I also want to take this opportunity to thank all the many hundreds of people who have sent messages of support to us at this very, very sad time. What happened to Robert Maxwell is still a mystery. Some have speculated that he may have taken his own life or even been killed, but many think his death was probably just an accident. Although Ghislaine was his favorite, Kevin became his primary inheritor because Robert did not believe that these things should go to women. Kevin and Ian were unable to salvage their father's companies and went through the largest bankruptcy in British history. In 1996, the sons faced fraud trials but were both acquitted. Defrauded out of 446 million pounds, pensioners at the Mirror and other Maxwell companies were eventually bailed out by public funds, though they only ever received about half of what they were entitled to. And somehow, the Lady Ghislaine is now owned by Rupert Murdoch's ex-wife, Anna. In the end, Robert's antiquated views on inheritance protected Ghislaine from taking on any legal responsibility. But she didn't need to inherit her father's crimes. She was already well on her way to creating an infamous legacy of her own. We now return to your regular programming. Ghislaine Maxwell's father was something else. That fucking guy was an animal. Talk about a god amongst men. The shit he did. Right, like, like, fam, I don't even know where to start. Right, he had connections everywhere. Fucking Israel, in the UK, in the US. I mean, bruv, that fucking guy basically ran the world a little bit. Just a little bit. Right, oh, oh, oh. You know, he, he, you know, he had something to do with the figures that ran the world, right? He did something in order for the people who run the world to run the world. And of course, I'm not talking about girls. <laughs> Just saying. Just fucking saying. Ghislaine Maxwell's father was a wild boy. Ghislaine Maxwell is from a family of wild people, right? A family of power-hungry motherfuckers. Her sister is in technology. Her father was a fucking spy or some shit. I mean, bruh, yo. Bruv, I want you to understand the following point. Running the world is a family business to the Maxwells. That's what they do. 
Okay? They are in the business of running the world. They are in the business of world domination. That's what they do. Okay? Her entire family wants to run the world. Legit, she's cut from that cloth. <laughs> right? So, hey, pardon her fucking wild ways. Right? But, bruv, hey, she was born for this. <laughs> right? She was fucking groomed for this shit. She was born to run the world. All fucking facts. Right? She knows what it takes to run the world. She gets it. I also want to take this opportunity to thank all the many hundreds of people who have sent messages of support to us at this very, very sad time. I want also to thank the press for their courtesy and consideration to my mother and to us at this time which we appreciate very much. Gracias a todos, and thank you all very much. Running the world ain't easy. Legit, right? And of course, pimping. Ain't easy too. Pimping is difficult. And so is running the world. So, bruv, let's analyze Jeffrey Epstein. The man. The myth. The legend. Right? Let's analyze Jeffrey Epstein, bruv. Let's look at his fucking oeuvre. Let's look at his body of work. Right? This fucking guy was running the world. So what? What? What does that mean? It means that, yo, bruv, running the world is so hard that once in a while, you gotta blow some steam. <laughs> right? Once in a while, you gotta, you know what I mean? You gotta relax. Once in a while, you need to release. <laughs> I'm a wild boy. I'm fucking wilding on this one. Legit, bruv, once in a while. <laughs> once in a while, right? You gotta fucking release the tension, right? That's what Jeffrey Epstein and his people did. They ran the world, right? And of course, it's difficult. And once in a while, you know, they they took time out, right? And they went uh, to a fucking local island and they blew off some steam. And it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Hate it or love it. Jeffrey Epstein had to blow off some steam because running the world is difficult. It's fucking difficult. Right? So what? What am I trying to say? Hmm? What I'm trying to say is what they did ain't that bad. <laughs> Legit. It ain't that bad.
Well, my simple child reaction of what you did is that you were not funny. Funnier than you is even Stuart Schlossman, who was my friend and is 11 and puts walnuts in his mouth and makes noises. Let's look at everything that Jeffrey Epstein did from a per capita angle, right? Let's look at the data from a per capita angle. Bruv, how many hot dogs and pizzas did Jeffrey Epstein and his cronies consume per capita, right? Let's look at the data. Let's look at the numbers, bruv. Listen, yo, yo, the numbers don't even make a dent, right? Like, yo, the numbers don't even make a fucking dent when we look at them from a per capita angle. These are all fucking facts, right? Bruv, how many massages per capita? Right, let's look at that. How many massages per capita? Let's keep it a buck. It's all about the fucking massage, right? Bruv. The world is ran by horny geriatrics and the fucking massage is currency. Massages are the fucking currency, bruv. Listen, give a boomer a massage and watch climate change disappear. Okay? Give a fucking baby boomer a massage and watch all the fucking wars, the poverty and the inequality pass from sight. It's all about the fucking massage. Let's stop lying to ourselves. The massage is the world's currency. Not the fucking dollar. No. The massage. Massages. Massages are the fucking currency. Legit. It's all about the fucking massage. So let's look at all these fucking massages from a per capita angle, bruv. How many massages per capita? Huh? How many massages did Jeffrey Epstein and his cronies get per capita? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. Yeah, come on. Hello, Jim. Holy thank you. I love you so much. Yeah, come on. The numbers are modest. Legit, bruv. I'm looking at the fucking data. The numbers aren't that bad. It ain't that bad. Right? Jeffrey Epstein was a wild boy. But, bruv, on a per capita basis, these numbers aren't that bad <laughs> right i mean fam it's all about the fucking massage right and Ghislaine and of course jeffrey epstein provided those fucking massages bruv yo hey Ghislaine maxwell and jeffrey epstein provided a service to the world's elite right and of course our fucking leaders subscribed to that service it's all business bruv Hashtag Ghislaine's life matters. Hashtag justice for Ghislaine. Hashtag J-Sweet Ghislaine. Hashtag never forget Ghislaine. These are all fucking facts, bruv. I'm just saying, hey, look at the fucking numbers. 
Okay? Ghislaine Maxwell's verdict. Fuck! She's guilty for a conspiracy to entice minors to travel to engage in illegal sex acts. Yep. You can't make this shit up. You can't make this shit up. God damn it. This is fucking difficult. This is super fucking difficult, bro, because my heart bleeds for Ghislaine. Bruv, she was found not guilty for the enticement of a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts. That's a fucking W, right? At least you won one, bruv. Facts. This is fucking difficult. She was found guilty for the conspiracy to transport minors with intent to engage in criminal sexual activity. Fuck. She was also found guilty for the transportation of a minor with intent to engage in criminal sexual activity. <sighs> Difficult. Fuck. She was found guilty for sex trafficking conspiracy. She was found guilty for sex trafficking of a minor. I, I mean, I mean, bruh, I mean, you know? A fucking jury reached a verdict in the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell and she was found guilty on five of the six federal charges. Right? Five out of six. Right? She's fucking one in five. Her fucking record legit looks like the Lakers record. All fucking facts, bruv. Her record looks like the Los Angeles Lakers record. It's crazy. Fuck, man. Hashtag justice for LeBron, of course. Because he's fucking playing his ass off. Right? He's out there busting his ass day in, day out. And what the fuck is Russell Westbrook doing? Huh? What the fuck is Russell Westbrook doing, bruv? Listen, Bill Clinton is basically Russell Westbrook. Hold your girl down! Hold your girl down! The jib, bruv. Fuck, man. She's one in five. Shit is crazy, bruv. Can you hear that? Motherfuckers are celebrating the new year. Listen. Hear that, bro? Hmm? It's 2022. You know, people are celebrating. You know what I mean? Niggas are excited. Right? Niggas out there celebrating as if COVID is gone. Right? Niggas are having fun. Doom, 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 doom. Doom, 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 doom. Fun times! These motherfuckers got plans. These niggas got dreams. Legit, bruv. These niggas think ahead. Unlike me. You know? I'm out here fucking recording a podcast. I'm out here just fucking venting about the Lakers. And of course, it's still hashtag justice for Ghislaine. Never forget. Never forget Ghislaine, bruv. Niggas are out there partying up a storm. They got plans. These motherfuckers got big plans for this new year, bruv. Right? They got dreams. You feel me, bruv? Niggas are out there having a ball as if icebergs aren't melting. Right? Niggas are out there just celebrating life as if ice shelves 
aren't melting. Greenland is falling apart. The North Pole, whoa, is falling the fuck apart. The South Pole is a fucking disaster. The Southern Ocean is falling apart. But you know what, bruv? This what it is. It is what it is. Right? Niggas are out there partying. Listen, bruv, hey. Ida Ubusha Bako. Legit. Ida Ubusha Bako. Have fun. Right? Have fun. Libanyani, man. Right? You guys are still young. It's a big man. Right? Have fun, enjoy, drink some booze, fuck around, get a random baby. Right? I hope you know who the father is. I hope you know who the fucking father of that bastard baby is. It's craziness, man. It's 2022. Right? And I'm still the same because things ain't changing really. Right? Politics are still crazy. Climate change is still popping off. Ain't nothing gonna change over here. I'm still a wild boy. And I'm always gonna be a wild boy. I'm turning 30 this year, bruv. The big 3-0. I'm a grown-ass man. My fu- Yo, listen. My fu- My fu- My fucking balls are dropping. <laughs> Finally. Finally, my balls are dropping. <laughs> Shit, I'm becoming a grown ass man. The fuck do you want me to do? I'm still in the hood even though I got some eyes I still keep that st-
Oh, is it a classic? It just came out. Nigga, listen to it. Then go to sleep, wake up, listen to it again, nigga. It's a classic. I ain't gonna say it again. It's a classic. I'm not a classic. Look. A cornucopia of truth. Might as well, might as well, might as well, might as well, might as well. I'm growing up. I'm aging and I love it. I love it, bruv. Right? Since I'm feeling Seattle, man. Right? Like eventually, eventually, my life has to fucking end. I can't be out here hogging up the fucking spot. The jet, bruv. I'm enjoying the process of aging. I'm enjoying the process of senescence. The jet. Right? I know a lot of big words. I'm just saying, listen, I, you know what I mean? I do this. I, it is what it is. I'm me. Right? Niggas be out there losing themselves, right? In the fucking lavity, you know? Don't lose yourself in the fucking lavity, bruv. Don't be out there thinking that because I'm a fucking comedian, because I'm a fucking jester, I ain't smart. Nigga, my IQ is super high. My IQ is in the 140s. Yeah, listen, there right there. Right, last time I checked, I was what, 145, 146? Hey, I'm me. There's what it is. Somebody please call Mansa. The jet. The world is fucking crazy. What the fuck are these niggas celebrating? What are, yo, nigga, what the fuck are these motherfuckers celebrating, bruv? Huh? Fam, we won't be able to go outside in five to ten years. Okay? <laughs> We won't be able to go outside. Why the fuck are these niggas celebrating? Why the fuck are these motherfuckers making plans? We won't be able to go outside because of climate change. The planet is not guaranteed. Right? Don't look up. No, no. Look up. Look up. We are fucked. Jebrov. Right, COVID-19 is still out here. COVID-19 is still out here, even though, even though, right? Our fucking government came out and said that, yo, uh, the fucking Omicron wave has officially passed with no big spike in deaths. Cough, 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 cough. Ha 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 ha. I'm just fucking with you, dummy. I'm a fucking robot. No COVID for me, but you should keep your head on a swivel. And by the way, that mask is not for your chin. Are you stupid or are you dumb? And of course, this announcement has offered cautious hope to other countries grappling with the fast-spreading variant. Omicron and Delta have the U.S. in a vice grip. Because last week, the United States hit yet another record for new daily virus cases. It's crazy, bruv. Right, so hey, you know, South Africa is giving other countries hope. You know what I mean? Whoever thought, I mean, you know, retiring, right? I mean, they're chopping man. Once in a while. You feel me, bruv? We gotta fucking toot our own horn once in a while. I mean, listen, we are the shit, right? South Africa is the shit. I mean, yo, things are improving. 
You feel me, bruv? I mean, yeah. Is our president a fucking farmer? Yeah. However, things are improving. <laughs> sort of, kind of. Never. No, they're not improving. <laughs> right? But, 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 when it comes to COVID, you know, we, we are doing pretty, pretty, pretty good. No wonder motherfuckers are walling out there dancing. Goom, 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 goom. Right? It's crazy. It is what it is, bruv. The U.S. is out there going through it, bruv. They got Delta and Omicron just walling simultaneously, bruv. Right? No wonder China's like, you know what, South Africa, nah. You know, thank you for alerting us that you motherfuckers are doing well, but we don't trust Omicron. Right? The Chinese are out there wilding, bruv. Millions of people in China are facing harsh restrictions to try to control the spread of the coronavirus with strict limits on when they can leave their homes. I mean, bruv, China is basically Gilead. Legit, under his eye. May the Lord, of course, open. <laughs> right? Fam, it is now forbidden to leave the city of Xi'an in central China without permission from your employer or your local authorities. Right? Starting from sometime last week, anyone seen on the roads can face up to 10 days <laughs> in police detention. And of course, of course, they're going to fucking brainwash you in there. Right? Right? Police detention in China is different from police detention in the USA or South Africa. Police detention in China means you are going to learn something. Legit. <laughs> and that particular thing that you are going to learn is that the CCP is God. Okay? They're going to fucking brainwash your ass. These are all fucking facts. Right? So, bruv, if anyone is seen on the roads in Xi'an, China, right? If anyone is seen on the fucking roads, he or she can face up to 10 days in police detention and a 500 yuan fine. 500 yuan is 58 euros. No, 58 pounds. Right? It's fucking crazy, bruv. 58 pound fine for just being seen. Right? In the fucking streets, wildin'. It's Chinese for Japan. Oh, so cool. My boy, sir, there is no home after 12. There is no home after 12. When you go around and you hear noise, some home and people singing, you get there, you remind those people that the time has come that they close down those things. If they're not, you close it down. Your job is to enforce the law. The law at the present moment says nobody moves, nobody drinks, nobody gets drunk after 12. That is midnight, so it's still the cafe here. And I'm told that they still run the parties along the beach. We'll be walking together. We'll go and check them. The only cars allowed on Xi'an roads are those there for virus control, such as spraying disinfectant, or for people's livelihoods. The fuck does that mean? Residents were told that they can only leave their homes to get tested for COVID-19 or in a medical emergency I mean, I mean 
You know, I, I mean, dude, this is fucking crazy, dude. Some people in areas deemed less risky would be allowed to buy supplies if they tested negative. The city government said before the new measures were announced, one person from each household could go out every other day to buy supplies. What the fuck is going on in China, bruv? Right? It was already crazy. But now it's fucking crazier. Anyone who refuses to follow the rules, including keeping a meter away from each other in queues, could face detention or a fine, the police said. This is among China's strictest lockdowns since Wuhan was locked down at the beginning of the pandemic. It comes ahead of the country hosting the Winter Olympics in Feb. I mean, of course. Of course, I, I mean, you know what I mean? It's, it's all business, right? It's all business. Legit oppression brought to you by the Olympics. <laughs> Legit, it's all fucking business, bruv. Jorian gave me a lot of information. So I have a lot of information. We live in a crazy fucking world, bruv. All fucking facts. COVID has these fucking countries just wildin'. Legit, what the fuck is going on, bro? Huh? The fuck is going on in Australia, for example? Bro, an Australian teenager who kept on partying at a nightclub despite being notified that he had tested positive for the coronavirus faces a maximum penalty of two years in jail or a fine of about 14,500 US dollars. More than 100 people at the nightclub were forced to isolate. I mean, ah! You know what I mean? Like, these fucking countries are legit using COVID-19 as pretext to while out. Right? This is fucking Gilead. Legit. This is the Handmaid's Tale, bruv. Legit in real life. It's happening in Australia, in China, and other parts of the world. It's craziness, bruv. Right? COVID-19 has motherfuckers wildin'. Right? Hence, I fucks with the Delta CEO. Like, bro, the CEO of Delta Airlines, you know, he had a fucking chat with the CDC, right? He fucking asked the CDC to cut quarantine time for breakthrough COVID-19 cases. He sent the CDC a fucking email, right? I mean, bro, yo, salute to Delta Airlines. Legit, bro. <laughs> All fucking facts, right? They got the CDC. The fucking CDC to fucking cut down isolation times from 10 days to 5 days. I mean, fam, it's a beautiful fucking thing. Salute to the CEO of Delta. Legit. Right? Bro, the fucking email is wild. Right? The first fucking paragraph on there. Yo, listen to this. Yo. We are writing on behalf of Delta Airlines to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, to reconsider the current guidelines for 10 days of isolation in fully vaccinated individuals who experience breakthrough COVID-19 infections. Cut it down! And of course, the CDC was like, you know what? It's all good, bruv. We'll cut the fucking isolation days down. You know, it's a beautiful thing. 
So yeah, bruv, the CDC halved the recommended coronavirus isolation period to five days from 10, saying that infected Americans without symptoms could safely resume mixing with others with masks five days after their positive test results. It's a beautiful fucking thing, bruv. Evidently, corporations run the world. But we already knew that, right? Corporations run the fucking world. All right? If you motherfuckers didn't know, now you know. Corporations and, of course, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, you know, the motherfuckers run the world. They run the fucking world. You know, COVID has motherfuckers losing their minds. Right? I mean, fam, what the fuck is Helen Zilla talking about? What is she talking about? What's going on? Oh. The fuck, you know what I mean? Like she's out there saying that Ubuntu is bogus. Like, what, what's that about? Ubuntu is not bogus, Mrs. Zilla. It ain't bogus because if Ubuntu was bogus, white people would be dead right now. You motherfuckers do realize that, right? Right, that you guys killed a lot of black people. White people killed a lot of black people in South Africa. You feel me? So, uh, yeah, the spirit of Ubuntu is very much alive because you are still alive, Miss Helen Zilla. It's never enough for white people, right? It's never enough. Like, we forgave them for apartheid. But they're still questioning our kindness. Like, hey, what the fuck? What's going on in South Africa, bruv? What's going on? We forgave white people for apartheid. Why? Because Ubuntu. That's why. Right? But evidently, to some white people, that's not enough. You feel me? They want something else. I don't know what they want, but they want it. You feel me? So, hey, I, you know, bismillah, bruv. Like, we live in a crazy fucking world, right? South Africa is out here taking 15 steps forward only to take 1,500 steps back. It's crazy, bruv. You know? When I Helen Zilla was trying village, or what you call it? and by the way, by the way, I'm not making a threat to Helen Zilla, nor am I trying to incite something. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Don't twist my fucking intentions. Don't twist my words. Okay? All I'm saying is, the spirit of Ubuntu is still alive because white people are still alive in South Africa. White people are allowed to live their lives freely. Right? Nobody is trying to take what white people have. You feel me? 
right? Even though some people have proposed, right? The, the fucking, you know, giving back of the land. But, but you know, overall, white people are allowed to operate freely. White people are allowed to do them. White people still have the most wealth in South Africa, right? South Africa is still not Zimbabwe. You feel me? So my point is, she's still alive because the spirit of Ubuntu is alive. Legit. Right? She's able to fucking tweet all of that fucking crazy shit because the spirit of Ubuntu is alive. The constitution actually works. Right? Laws actually work in South Africa. Right? Democracy actually functions in South Africa. For the most part. For the most part. I know. I know. Right? I complain a lot. Right? I highlight all of our government's mistakes all the fucking time. However, however, I think we have the best form of democracy. Like, our, our form of democracy is the closest to the dream of what democracy should be. Facts. Politicians just be lying for the fuck of it. You know? Oh, Ubuntu is bogus. Like, what the fuck is wrong? Like, politicians be fucking wildin' all the fucking time. I mean, bruv, back in 2016, Boris Fuffle Johnson promised the people of the United Kingdom cheaper household gas bills if Brits backed Brexit. And they did. Right? Brits backed Brexit. And the UK Brexited. Right? From the EU. And now, now, energy bills could rise by 50% amid a fucking national crisis of soaring UK prices. I mean, bruh, hey, fam, never believe politicians. Okay? Oh, gas prices are going to be low once the UK Brexits from the EU. Fast forward, right? The UK has Brexited. <laughs> Right? And now, gas prices are shooting up by 50%. Politicians. Politics. Right? Po hey, listen. Politics. Politicians are fucking wild. I mean, bruv, look at Kanye West. Right? Kanye West has bought a crib next to Kim Kardashian's crib. Right? He bought a crib... That sits across Kim Kardashian's house. Somebody explain to me what the really fuck is going on inside this motherfucking world. Huh? Shit too much for me, man. I can't take it no more. The Hidden Hills Chronicles. These motherfuckers basically live soap operas. Legit. Kanye and his family, like, it's crazy. Right? Get the bold, man. The bold and the beautiful. Right? Good days of our lives. Silk stockings. Get Dallas. The young and the restless. Right? Get generations. This is the thing. The need. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Right? It's fucking crazy. Get Rhythm City. Backstage. Right? The river. The wife. <laughs> right? I need I South Africa, man. Like, it's crazy, dude. South Africa's fucking crazy, bro. You know, Kanye and his people are fucking wild, 
Right, and I know, I know. Some of y'all are out there saying, oh, Maui, he did it for the kids. Right, he did it so that he can be closer to the kids. Maui is for the kids. Okay, all right. Okie if you say so. Right, believe whatever the fuck you want to believe, bruv. Right, it's a free world. It's a free fucking world. Do you? You feel me, bruv? Do you? Politicians are fucking crazy, bruv. A Russian court has ordered a prominent human rights group to shut down. Russia's Supreme Court ordered the liquidation of Memorial International, one of the nation's oldest and most revered human rights organizations. I mean, I mean, hey, welcome to the metaverse. Welcome to the metaverse. While you motherfuckers are out there talking about the fucking elf on the shelf. <laughs> motherfuckers are like, hey, yo, beware of the elf on the shelf. Privacy watchdogs are out there warning people, right? To beware of the elf on the shelf, right? As spies go, he is undeniably adorable. The Elf on the Shelf, a rapidly growing phenomenon based on a 2004 book by Carol Abersold and Chanda Bell, has become a beloved Christmas tradition for many families. The Elf hides in a different spot in the home each day in the weeks before Christmas, reporting children's good behavior and misbehavior back to Santa Claus. Dong, dong, dong! For many children, finding the elf's new location each morning is a highlight of the season, while parents get to exercise a bit of creativity. The elf is not, several privacy organizations were careful to clarify, the biggest threat the world faces. I mean, obviously, we got wars, we got COVID, diabetes, TB, climate change. I mean, it's a whole thing, right? Inequality, racism, I mean, come on. You know what I mean? But they find him creepy, invasive, and dangerous. They fear that the lanky elf is teaching children all the wrong lessons. What? Are these, wait, wait, wait. Is the fucking elf teaching these kids how to smoke drugs? Bang, bang, bang! It's crazy. Where it is, the elf is acclimating kids to being monitored by a police state teaching them to passively accept constantly being watched by an unseen authority figure. Fact. And I quote, I don't want to sound like a Grinch. Oh, sir, you do. But we shouldn't be celebrating seasonal surveillance. End quote, said Albert Foxconn, executive director of the Surveillance Technology Oversight Project, a civil rights and privacy group. And I quote, it's really a terrible message for the kids, end quote, full stop. <sighs> I mean, hey, listen. Listen, I, I, I get where, you know, these, these fucking privacy motherfuckers are coming from, but, you know, 
Imagine, just let the fucking kids just be kids. I get it. I get the whole, oh, we are teaching kids, you know, uh, to accept surveillance, yada, yada, yada. I mean, I mean, you know, these kids are under surveillance from the day they are born. You feel me? Their fucking fingerprints are recorded. Their names are recorded. I mean, their fucking ID numbers. At the end of the day, we are nothing but a number. That's who we are. That's what we are. Labels work. Labels fucking work. These are all fucking facts. Right? We are all born with a fucking label. Right? Male baby, black, right? Maui Mao. You know, like like we all have labels. We all have fucking labels. There's what it is. You feel me? All fucking facts, you know? Leave the fucking elf alone. Just saying. You know? Just saying. Ay, ay, ay. Bruv, my heart bleeds. My heart bleeds for Dr. Dre. Bruv, Dr. Dre has been ordered to pay his ex-wife $100 million in the fucking divorce settlement. I mean, you know? I, you know? I, hey, listen. I, I, I don't know. Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, yo, I have nothing to say. The number speaks for itself. Okay, and salute to LeBron James, who reached 36,000 points in the NBA last week, Tuesday. How much pressure do you feel? There's no pressure. There's no pressure at all. I've been getting pressure since I was 10 years old. I don't think there's no pressure for me because I'm doing something that I love to do. That's play the game of basketball. I'm doing the same thing that y'all love to do, and y'all like to watch me play basketball. (laughs) If I ask y'all that question, y'all going to say the same thing. I mean, is there any pressure to ask me these questions? It's no pressure because y'all, y'all know how to do what y'all do, right? LeBron James is only the third player to ever hit 36,000 points in the NBA, right? And also, he's the youngest to ever hit 36,000 points. And also, he's the youngest to reach every round number milestone in the NBA. I mean, I mean. Bro, like, you know, like, he's different. He's the youngest to hit 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000. I mean, you know, what are we talking about? You know? And now LeBron is officially around, you know, 2,300 points away from being number one. Right? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has 38,387 points. Right, LeBron has 36,000 plus. He's number three. And Karl Malone is number two with 36,928 points. So obviously LeBron is passing Karl Malone, you know, in a few months. Right, LeBron is going to be number two in a few months. Right, and then, and then he's coming for Kareem. And LeBron turned 37 years old last week. Happy birthday to the fucking goat. Now back to COVID. 
President Trump with a somber warning, changing his tone on coronavirus. Good morning, a change in tone from President Trump. Change in tone. President Trump took a more serious tone. Now we have a, a significant shift in tone. Changing his tone. A significant shift in tone. Now President Trump is changing his tone. President Trump changing his tone. The president's new tone. We saw that uh, slight tone change uh, uh, change in tone from the president. President Trump takes a somber new tone. The president to adopt this different tone. We're seeing a drastic change in tone. The change Change in tone. The president changing his tone. And a shift in tone. A real shift in tone for the president. The shift in tone from the White House. A more serious tone. And a change of tone. President Trump sharply changed his tone. President Trump is also significantly changing his tone. A uh, tone of seriousness from the president. A change from the tone of the president. We've got to talk about this. Resumed his televised press briefings on the coronavirus yesterday uh, with a moderated tone. <coughs> <coughs> Banina Bantabanga Zazba Pileland, Yambona Lucy Uporegi Spanning into a Health officials are considering redefining what it means to be fully vaccinated. What the? What's going on? Huh? Health officials are considering redefining what it means to be fully vaccinated as Omicron spreads in the USA and the need for boosters rises. I mean, fam, y'all, how many boosters are we going to (laughs) get? I mean, you know what I mean? Listen, hey, don't mean to sound like a QAnon Redditor. I don't mean to sound like a war mode listener. But, but how many shots are we going to get? Huh? Listen, I'm all for getting vaccinated, all right? But, bruh, hey, how about let's cut the shit, okay? Listen, stop calling these fucking boosters boosters. Just say, hey, listen, the fucking COVID-19 vaccine is now going to be a seasonal thing, okay? We advise you all to get a fucking shot every single year, just like the flu shot. Just say that, Right? Change the fucking messaging. Don't redefine what it means to be fully vaccinated. No. Redefine <laughs> the fucking terms. Stop saying booster shot. Right? Stop saying, oh, we are going to need 10 boosters, 4 boosters, 3 boosters, 12 boosters. No. Just say, hey, dear world, dear world, COVID-19 is not going anywhere. You motherfuckers are gonna need a COVID-19 vaccine shot every single year. Done. It's that easy. Right? The fuck are y'all doing? Fucking crazy, bruv. Niggas in Israel are now getting their fourth fucking dose. I mean, what's going on? Israel has four doses now. Four. Right? They got the fourth dose on trial. They're out there testing it. On a couple of guinea pigs, bro. For cultural purposes. If you die, you die. You got a family. Who cares? Right? <sighs> Life is fucking crazy, bro. But we made it to 2022. You know? We made it. We made it, bro. You know, I saw some people trying to trying to celebrate with a burger. At Burger King. Right? In New York. Right, and then the fucking NYPD arrested a lot of them. 
right? The NYPD arrested multiple protesters for entering a Burger King in New York without vaccine passports. And these motherfuckers were charged with trespassing. I mean, bruv, yo, what's going on in New York, bruv? Yo, it seems as if anti-vaxxers have gone feral over there. Legit. Anti-vaxxers are wilding in New York City, bruv. It's a whole fucking thing. COVID has motherfuckers losing their minds. People are coming out right, with crazy fucking shit. All fucking facts. Right? COVID has motherfuckers going crazy. And COVID, you know, is out here revealing a lot of shit. Right? COVID is out here unearthing a lot of shit. For example, for example, a lot of fucking doctors and scientists... Don't really fuck with Dr. Fauci. Legit. Real scientists like my nigga Kerry Mullis don't fuck with Dr. Fauci, bruv. Dr. Fauci, bro, yo, Dr. Fauci has been wildin' since HIV. What is it what what is it about humanity that that that, that wants to go to the, all the details and stuff and listen, you know, these Guys like Fauci get up there and start talking, you know, he doesn't know anything really about anything. And I'd say that to his face. Nothing. The man thinks you can take a blood sample and stick it in an electron microscope and if it's got a virus in there, you'll know it. He doesn't understand electron microscopy and he doesn't understand medicine. And he, doesn't, he should not be in a position like he's in. Most of those guys up there on the top are just total administrative people and they don't know anything about what's going on at the bottom. You know, those guys have got an agenda, which is not what we would like them to have, being that we pay for them to take care of our health in some way. They've got a personal kind of agenda. They make up their own rules as they go. They change them when they want to. And they smugly, like Tony Fauci, does not mind going on television in front of the people who pay his salary and lie directly into the camera. You can't expect the sheep to really respect the best and the brightest. They don't know the difference, really. I mean, I, I like humans, don't, don't get me wrong, but basically there is a, there is a, there's a vast, the vast majority of them do not possess the, the ability to judge who is and who isn't a really good scientist. I mean, that's a problem, that's a main problem actually with science, I'd say, in this century because science is being judged by people, funding is being done by people who don't understand it. Okay, who do we trust? Fauci? Fauci doesn't know enough to, you know. If Fauci wants to get on television with somebody who knows a little bit about this stuff and debate him, he could easily do it because he's been asked. I mean, I've had a lot of people, president of the University of South Carolina, ask Fauci if he'd come down there and debate me on the stage in front of the student body because I wanted somebody who was from the other side to come down there and balance my, because I felt like, well, these guys can listen to me. But I need to have somebody else down here that's going to tell me the other side. But Fauci didn't want to do it. You heard that? That's my dog. Dr. Kerry Mullis, the creator of the PCR test, a Nobel Peace Prize winner, one of the fucking gods. He doesn't fuck with Dr. Fauci. Nobody fucks with Fauci, bruv. Right? Fauci has been a fucking scammer. Listen, listen. My advice is get inoculated. I believe in science. Okay? I know. I know the fucking money, right, has fucking, you know, destroyed everything. However, however, I believe 
in science. Right? Get inoculated. Get the fucking boosters. However, we have to ask questions. Okay? Why is it that real fucking scientists don't fuck with Dr. Fauci? So evidently Dr. Fauci is a fucking scammer. Evidently Dr. Fauci is a wild boy. Evidently. Just saying. Just fucking saying, bruv. COVID-19 is out here just unearthing shit. Right? It's unearthing a lot of shit, bruv. Like, for example, for example, a dude I went to school with is now gay. Um, I mean, I mean, huh? Yeah, a guy I went to school with, a nigga I chilled with, he's now gay. He's out there chilling with his fucking lover. I mean, bro, it's a whole fucking thing. What's going on? This nigga is out there getting cracked. Okay, bruh, bruh, he's out there getting cracked open by some Zulu guy. He's out there getting split open by some Zulu guy. I mean, bruh, what's going on, fam? COVID has niggas walling. Legit, the fuck is going on in Dubai? Bruh, the fucking Dubai Globe Soccer Awards. Listen, nobody cares. Okay, they crowned Kylian Mbappe as the best player in the world. Relax. Take it easy. Kylian Mbappe is great, right? However, relax. Okay? Relax. And though, um, um, to everybody who cares about the fucking Ballon d'Or, right? To everybody who are shitting on Messi for winning the Ballon d'Or over Lewandowski, uh, why aren't you mad? Over the fact that Kylian Mbappe took the fucking Dubai Dior. <laughs> huh? The Dubai door. <laughs> huh? Why aren't you mad over the fact that Kylian Mbappe took the fucking Dubai door over Lewandowski? Why aren't you mad over that? You niggas were out there going crazy when Messi won the Ballon d'Or. But nobody's complaining. Over the fact that Kylian Mbappe won the Dubai door. Like, what's going on? Huh? What's going on, bruv? What's going on? I remember back in the days, bruv, my mother and I used to go window shopping. Right? We'd be out there looking at fucking sofas at Joshua door. Now we got the fucking Ballon door and the fucking Dubai door. It is what it is, bruv. Jesus is opening all the fucking doors. Keys, keys, open doors. Am I a drug dealer? Maybe. Maybe. Why? Because my fucking part is dope. Get what it is. Why aren't you motherfuckers complaining? Why aren't you niggas complaining? Huh? Fucking crazy, bruv. Dubai, we don't care. Ben Stiller, where's the fucking school, bruv? Hey, Ben Stiller. Hey, hey, Ben Stiller. Where's the school in Nigeria? Huh? Where's the fucking school in Makoko, Nigeria? You promised the fucking chief of Makoko a school. He's still waiting for a school. Legit, bruv, the chief wants the school. Motherfuckers are fucked up in Makoko. The fuck is going on? Huh? Word is, it would take around 14,000 US dollars 
to fucking build a school over there or some shit. I don't know. Hey, Ben Stiller, you promised the people of Makoko a school. Where's the school? Where's the fucking school? Fucking shameful. You know? Niggas be out there talking about, oh, oh, me and my boyfriend grew apart. Oh, me and my wife grew apart. Listen, listen. Growing apart means somebody fucked some rogue pussy or some rogue dick and their partners found out. That's what it means. It means that you are fucking some random fucking pussy or some feral fucking dick and then your partner found out. That's what growing apart means. Cut the shit. I'm pissed off. I'm fucking pissed off, bruv. You know, you ask a nigga a question. Hey, bruv, how do you feel about the Dubai door? Huh? How do you feel about Kylian Mbappe winning the Dubai door? And niggas be like, ah, man, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it, bruv. When a person says, I don't know how to feel about it. Listen, they know exactly how they feel about it. Tell them to cut the shit. Okay? And enough. South Africa, enough. You know, enough with these fucking plates with faces on them. Right? These plates that have these fucking, you know, doodles. These fucking drawings of faces on them. Oh, motherfuckers be like, oh, these plates are fancy. Not really. Not really. I mean, I wouldn't say that. These fucking plates with faces on them aren't fancy. They aren't dope. As a matter of fact, they're tacky. Cut the shit. Niggas be like, oh, some lady named Carol makes the fucking plates. Oh, oh, Maui, these plates are luxurious, Maui. These are luxury plates. Right? I'd be like, no, they're not. Do better. Enough. Enough, enough of these fucking plates with random people on them. How about... How about just buy, just buy all white plates, all blue plates, all black plates. I mean, hey, how about just, just buy a plate, like a plate that doesn't have character. How about that? How about that? Niggas be out there eating on plates with character. Oh, what's going on? These fucking plates with personality. Nigga, cut the shit. Buy a plate that doesn't have a fucking personality. Buy a blank plate. Eat. Shit. Sleep. Okay? Cut the shit. Right? Niggas be out there buying plates with personality. Right? Plates with character. Plates with a bit of pizzazz. Plates with an X factor. Right? Niggas be out there buying talented plates. Plates that have dreams. I don't want a plate that has a fucking dream. Okay? I just want to eat on a plate and call it a fucking day. That's that. It's fucking... You niggas. You niggas are silly, man. Right? You niggas see celebrities eating on these fucking plates and then you motherfuckers now want the plates. Right? These fucking plates with random drawings on them are trash. They techie. Do better. Do better. Go out there and find yourself. Right? Stop copying from celebrities. Stop following Somezy, darling. Legit. Niggas be out here using Le Cousette. Pots. Oh yeah, I cook in Le Cousette. 
right? Niggas be out there blowing their fucking life savings on pots. What's going on? What's happening then? Right? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna cop myself a smag kettle. There's a fucking guy who calls himself Mr. Smag. Hey. <laughs> I mean, South Africa. No. No, sorry. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. Enough. Enough. Okay? Enough, bruv. Enough with these girls. That, that, that one needs money to get with. Enough of that shit. Okay? Bruv, the idea behind a girl that one needs money to get with is wild to me. Like, oh, yeah, yo, Maui, if you want to hook up with that chick right there, you'll need some gua. Hey, Maui, in order for you to marry that person over there, you know, you'll need to have money. Maui, in order for you to have a conversation with that person, you'll need some gua. That's what niggas used to say back in the days. And then I grew up, met a queen, and I never had to fucking, you know, pay up. To talk to her. I never had to fucking, you know, like fucking dish out some gua in order for her to love me. No. Right? I got pure love. Bruv, I love my wife like Moshe. God damn it. Everything is kosher. All fucking facts. Right? But I know there's some niggas out there struggling. Right? Shit doesn't go that smoothly for other niggas. Some other niggas have to pay for bitches' affection. Some other niggas have to fucking pay for love. It's fucking crazy. Oh, oh, you'll need to be papered up to hook up with a girl like that. Baby, go, pay that, go, go. Bitch, go on here, being over. Bitch, go ahead and shake that ass. Go ahead and shake it. Bitch, go on here, being over. Bitch, go ahead and shake that ass. Go ahead and shake it. Bitch, go on. Ooh, wee. Look what that money maker bitch do. Uh, 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 uh. You'll need money in order for you to have a conversation with a bitch like that. You need labels, Maui. You need Gucci. You need Louis Vuitton. You need to be driving a Mercedes Benz. Or at the bare minimum, a VW. A Beamer. That's what you need. Maui, if you want to hook up with that girl, you will need two G-Wagons. Four fucking Ford Mustangs. <laughs> Two Lamborghinis and one Beamer. Right? That's what you are gonna need. It's all about the labels, Maui. You'll have to be rich. You'll have to be somebody in society. You'll have to be wealthy. So, Maui, Maui, go out there. Go out there and scam people. Maui, go out there. Go out there and scoop up a couple of tenders. Right? Scoop up a couple of fucking asbestos tenders. And don't fucking fulfill those tenders. No, no, Maui, no. Who gives a fuck about poor people, Maui? Life is all about the massage. <laughs> Life is all about the fucking massage, Maui. Who gives a fuck about poor people? Take the money. Fly to a fucking island. Get a massage. Take care of yourself, Maui. Get some fucking R&R. It's all about the massage. It's all about the fucking massage. Bad bitches give great massages, Maui. You look tense. 
Look at you. You look stressed. Right? Maui. Maui. You look like you are carrying generational trauma on your back. Get yourself a fly bitch. Get yourself an Instagram model. You'll need money, Maui. You'll need a lot of money. Scam the community. Leave the fucking community in shambles. Leave their fucking homes decrepit. Leave the fucking neighborhood high in crime. Right? Who cares, Maui? As long as you are good. Life is all about the fucking label. And of course, the massage, Maui. The massage over the people. It's getting spooky. 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 Weird times. Global weirding. On both sides of the Atlantic, 24 hours after Ghislaine Maxwell was found guilty of sex trafficking minors. Maxwell convicted of grooming underage girls to be abused by Jeffrey Epstein. The verdict increasing pressure of her longtime friend, Prince Andrew. And we're now hearing from one of her victims, along with Maxwell's brother, coming to his sister's defense. Here's ABC's Ariel Reshef. Tonight, global scrutiny now shifting to Ghislaine Maxwell's longtime friend, Prince Andrew, after her sweeping sex trafficking conviction. The Queen's son, facing a civil lawsuit in New York, filed by Virginia Roberts Jufre, pictured here with him and Maxwell decades ago. Jufre accusing the prince of having sex with her on multiple occasions when she was 17, allegations he has repeatedly denied. Maxwell, the only close associate of disgraced multimillionaire and convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein to face charges, found guilty on five of six counts. The British socialite now facing up to 65 years in prison. Four of her accusers taking the stand. Annie Farmer, the only one to publicly identify herself, telling ABC News the verdict shows no one is above the law. Wasn't sure that this day would ever come, and uh, I just feel so grateful that the jury believed us and sent a strong message that perpetrators of sexual abuse and exploitation will be held accountable. But Maxwell's family standing by her, saying the government turned its sights on her only after Epstein took his own life in 2019. Gillen has been denied justice, um, has been denied a fair trial and uh, the presumption of innocence uh, never existed. And as for Jufre's civil suit against Prince Andrew, the next hearing is scheduled for next week. Prince Andrew's attorneys arguing that case should be thrown out. Wit. Okay, Ariel, thanks. And 
just into us now, actually, the second part of that interview with Sky in Italy has just been released. So we do have more quotes to bring you. And Romelu Lukaku it revealed in the second part of this interview that he rejected a move to Manchester City a year before he joined Chelsea. Uh, let me just bring you those quotes in full. He said, when I was Inter, at the end of the first year, I turned down an offer from Manchester City, which was higher than Chelsea's this summer. He goes on to say, I did it because it had only been a year. It wasn't the right time to leave and I didn't want to. I wanted to do something good for Inter because I have to say that Inter saved my career to some extent. So the second year after we won the Scudetto, I went to speak with club chiefs and asked for a new contract. But they didn't want to extend my contract. The possibility wasn't there. It was tough for me to accept. He goes on to say, in my opinion, there are three absolute top teams in football, Real Madrid, Barcelona and Bayern Munich. Every player dreams of playing for one of these teams one day. So I thought if I ever had that possibility, I would sign a new contract with Inter and then go there. But it didn't happen. So I told myself that there is only one team where I could possibly see myself, Chelsea. I wasn't thinking about going there, but at one point they came in for me and I asked to leave. So yeah, that is more quotes from this interview that Romelu Lukaku has been giving with Sky in Italy. Uh, David Ornstein was on early kickoff uh, this morning and he gave his reaction to the situation. Well, there is a lot to unpack in this interview, and I've spoken to a lot of people about it in the last 12 hours or so. Uh, it certainly caught Chelsea, even his representatives, by surprise because Lukaku seemed to organise it directly with the journalist, um, and therefore people have uh, been taken aback. They weren't really prepared for what came out last night. Um, it was done around three weeks ago, so we need to bear in mind that Lukaku was not playing at the time. Um, he then suffered from COVID as well, so it wasn't the best period, and that may be the situation that he was referring to being unhappy about. In terms of um, the coach playing in a different way or a different module, I think it was the precise interpretation. That may have referred to the fact that he was playing in a front two at Inter Milan and at Chelsea. Chelsea, he, of course, is playing as a front one uh, on his own. There's a huge burden on his shoulders. He doesn't have much support so far in the form of the likes of Timo Werner and Kai Havertz to um, carry some of the goal-scoring weight alongside him. No matter how many times it can be interpreted, it's still basically saying the same thing, that he wants to give Inter Milan his prime years. What are his prime years? He's 28 now. You know, these are his prime years. Does he want to leave? Is he suggesting he wants to leave? He's claimed he's unhappy. Why is he unhappy? Why hasn't this stayed in-house, you know? So it's mixed emotions over here, but all in all, it's just too early to be making these comments. And my boy any party that comes close to alcohol, more Hello guys, welcome back to my channel. So Bigitele slash his daughter is currently trending on Twitter. Now Chris Excel says, this man who talk too much outside are very useless at home. Bigitele's daughter dancing in the club without wearing a panty. Trying to judge us for drinking. Lapo his daughter developing only fans star. Bigitele trying to enforce the law in public. 
versus at home another sweep says as a country we give her the right to answer her father's most famous question on our behalf you think they are raising a church children another trip said is not his daughter nowadays children do whatever they want to do with their lives and they don't listen to their parents you can't drag for her daughter's choices last week says i'm shocked with chris after so many years of him dragging us for drinking and singing himself Hmm. Do let me know guys what you think in the comment section down below. Now KMS did post this video. Um so obviously Big Lily was just there for his daughter, maybe to you know check if she's okay while parting. I don't know. Do let me know guys what you think in the comment section down below. Is this a big deal or not? Master ladies wear panties in clubs or they must wear pencils and clubs, honey. Don't let me know what you think. Should invest in XRP because... Not even going to answer that. We're solving a multi-trillion dollar problem and we're making a lot of progress towards that. ICOs are... Fraud. Speculative and speculation drives innovation. So they're very important in creating foundational infrastructure. Gregor broke his leg during the fight and it was nasty. Oh my God. Are you sure you want to see that photo? I didn't look at it. God damn it, man. Look at that. But I love his, his, his tenacity and his fierce way of fight. He was talking shit after he broke his leg. He was like, I fuck him up. It's nothing he can do to me. <laughs> and his leg was fucked up. I'm like, cuz still talking shit. Snoop just pulled that action out of his ass. It was great. How you doing, everybody? Just got a little something on my chest. I got to ask some people out there. Is there ever a tournament more disrespected? More disrespected than the African Cup of Nations? There's no greater honor, none, as a sports person than representing your country. The coverage is completely tinged with racism, completely tinged. We played our Euros across 10 countries in the middle of a pandemic, and there's no issue, no issue at all. But Cameroon, a single country hosting a tournament is a problem. You're getting journalists asking players, like, Players getting asked if they will be honouring the call-ups for their national teams. If they will be honouring. Imagine if that was an English player representing the Free Lions. Have you ever heard anybody asking an English player, if he'll ever, will he be honouring the call-up? Can you imagine the furore? Loads of the best players in Europe right now are African. And if we love them at club level, why can't we love them at international level like their counterparts from across the globe? Why can't we? Why is this tournament constantly, constantly getting so much flack? I've got to say shout out to the countries that have qualified. The players like Sebastian Haller were taking a stand against the media backlash. The media, plus, plus Patrick Vieira. Patrick Vieira coming out and speaking about this. And this is, again, why it's important that you do have a black manager who can let people understand where his roots are and how important this tournament is for, for African people. The shaming has gone on for too long. I just want to wish Cameron all the success with hosting this tournament. 
And like I say to the players, all the very, very best to you and the fans. I had few idols, few idols. Uh, I'm a French guy, so I will say Zidane. But uh, I like a lot Cristiano Ronaldo when I was young. Now I play with Lionel Messi, so so it's good. It's good. Is this some place that's on your planet Earth? Let's pray for that place because there's nothing wrong with that place. It's just Tina as prayer warriors. We need to cover that place with the prayer. long have you been posting your mail in a dog waste bin about a year and i would say right i mean it says dog waste on it yeah but my eyes are shot to shit aren't they? right i'm blind as a bat he's on mine i lost mine i found these on the bus they're no good right you know i gotta be near the house i need a piss every time in this i gotta post it like a coconut this is the least of my worries to be honest with, you, with all that anyway there was i so Right, my sister, yeah, she lives in Australia. I'm thinking, why is she ignoring me now? You were writing to her and she wasn't... Yeah, she wasn't going back. But you were putting them in there? Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm not on email, see? And then I keep getting these threatening letters from the gas and the electricity. And I said, hey, I've paid, I said, and I'll prove it to you. So I sent them another letter. And I put it in, yeah, with all my letters. In all that shit. What did you think the smell was? Wasn't that a clue? Yeah, I thought that was me. You thought it was you? Yeah, there's a similar smell in the house, to be honest with you. I mean, I got nobody to be hygienic for. No? Nah, no point, is it? No one to wash for. Yourself, maybe? No, no point, does it? No point to anything, is there, really? I mean, I don't know where they took the letters. And where do they take dog shit? They probably bury it, do they? I mean, that, that's where we're all going to end up, don't it? You know? You know, we're all just future shit, you know? I got no self-esteem, man. No. No. That's why I never had a relationship, right? You've never had a relationship? Because I knew that if I did, that she's going to find somebody to see better than me. Better than me out there, and then leave me with Shane. Hey? Right, come on in. What's your angle on this? What's it gonna be, eh? I think there is an angle. You've been posting your letters in a a box of shit for a year. That is pretty much it. Yeah, there's a moral to the story, though, isn't it? Gotta be. You know, be careful. Careful now when you post your letters. Take a picture? Yep. Yeah, hurry up, mate. I need a piss, yeah? All right, film. Hang on. Okay, got it? Great. All right. There he goes. Yep. That's depressing, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine never having a relationship in case it ends. A relationship is life. Exactly. I've had a good life. But it's still going. No, I know. Was pissing where he stands. Like a dog. That's the best he's felt all day, that piss.
Alright, I'm off to see my dad. Alright, I'm just gonna... See you later. See ya. Well, as you heard earlier, South Africa has officially bid farewell to Archbishop Desmond Tutu at his funeral in Cape Town. He asked for a basic coffin and called for his body to be aquamated. So what exactly is an aquamation? Well, none of us here really knew the answer, so we reached out to Samantha Sieber. She is a biologist and her father was one of the founders of the aquamation process. She is in Danville, Indiana for us. Um, Samantha, thanks for joining us. Can you quickly summarize the process of aquamation? Because I think a lot of people watching may not ever have heard of it. Absolutely. Um, aquamation is an alternative to burial and cremation, a choice that families have. Um, very similar end result to cremation, where the family receives an urn. Um, anything that you can do with cremation ashes, you can do with the ashes from aquamation. But aquamation doesn't use fire. Um, it uses a process that is 95% water and 5% alkali to gently reduce the body to the mineral remains. Um, the minerals are just like with flame cremation, that's what's returned to the family in an urn. Um, there's no emissions, um, mercury isn't released into the air, and it uses less energy. Uh, you talk there about um, the fact that there are, there are no emissions. I think that's probably one of the, the main reasons, obviously, that Desmond Tutu chose it. Is that why a lot of people um, are using this process now? I think it is a major, it's a major driver and a choice. I think that these decisions are very personal, so a lot of things come into play. Um, but either they perceive it to be a better choice for their loved one. I've heard very personal reasons like, um, you know, dad spent his whole life out on the lake every weekend. This just seems like a better fit. Um, but I do think that the environmental, um, you know, that the fact that it has less impact, I think that that is a, a big choice for a lot of people. And your father and his colleagues were key to developing this process. Can you just take us through how they came up with it? Sure. Um, Dr. Gordon Kay and Dr. Peter Weber at Albany Medical School um, came up with alkaline hydrolysis back in the early 1990s. And uh, my father, who's actually a forester by degree, um, he's my mentor as well. Um, he met these two scientists and really wanted to develop that technology. He fell in love with it. He thought it was um, a really good alternative to some of the things that we currently or at that time we're doing in practice um, using burn technologies. And so uh, he moved the company to Indiana where we were and they commercialized it. And um, essentially it's been vetted by the scientific community for 30 years. Um, brought it into medical school applications for bodies that are donated to medical science in 1995. Mayo Clinic put a system in in 2005. And then the first funeral home in the world uh, installed the system in 2011 here in the United States. And it's obviously more sustainable, and that's really important these days, of course. Um, there are a few uh, issues around regulation and its expense, so I guess that will come down. But do you see this growing as an industry in the years to come? It really is. And, you know, when we, we knew what we liked about it, it's been a really nice uh, decade and a half of learning what families feel about it. And so um, it's been a, a learning process for all of us, but it's it certainly has a huge role in the future because it's electricity only. It doesn't rely on fossil fuels. So 
as we move to um, eliminating fossil fuels where we can, this can have a major impact globally, especially in a lot of countries that are 99% cremation. Well, it's really interesting to speak to you, Samantha. That's all we've got time for. But thank you very much indeed for explaining the process so clearly. That's um, Samantha Sieber live for us in Danville, Indiana. J. Cole. Why should people care? Uh, they don't have to care about me. They don't. They should, I'm not going to say they should. If you do, I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Uh, if you like the music, that's what matters. But, you know, I live a real life outside of this. You know what I mean? I have I do real things in real life. You don't have to care. And it's not that none of this is that serious me or otherwise you don't have to care about me but you know what i mean if you do like what i put out and you support it i appreciate it you know what i mean y'all changed my life um through rocking with the music so thank you very much uh but nobody should care differently because of the color of their skin that's racist what i did was anti-racist no 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 it's not racism it's audacity you had the fucking audacity you shouldn't be asked that lady to move up in your fucking white condition now if i was with you i would say hey sister would you move the fuck up? And she oh, would so move yeah, up. So you would ask her. It's got to be black on black. But if I'm standing there and a white dude come up to me and tap my shoulder, hey, buddy, hey, pal, could you move up a little bit? I said, man, get the fuck out of my face. Is that right? I'm moving. I'm fucking ready. Wow. Now, said person was a bald-ass white man. You can't ask the bald guy to move up, but I can. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't say shit to him. But you go up there, I got something in common. So bald on bald. Bald on bald. Jew on Jew. Jew on Jew is cool, too. Yeah. See? Maui, my beloved baby daddy, please shoot all these fools. Our cyborg kids want to update their software. Beep 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 bop. I'm a robot, baby. Allah sent me here to destroy humanity. I love you. Allahu Akbar, bitches. Dear Betty, you look so fantastic and full of energy, I can't believe you're 90 years old. In fact, I don't believe it. That's why I'm writing to ask if you will be willing to produce a copy of your long-form birth certificate. <laughs> Thanks, and happy birthday, no matter how old you are. about how Nelson Mandela's great-grandson looks like a mumble rapper. <laughs> I mean, bro, life is crazy, right? Nelson Rolisasa Mandela's great-grandson looks like a mumble rapper. And oh, his granddaughter has six kids. And of course, this fucking mumble rapper is one of them. I mean, bruv, yo, we live in a crazy time. Like, just think about that. 
It's fucking random. But just think about it. Nelson Mandela's great-grandson looks like a mumble rapper. He's out there wilding in the north of Johannesburg. Right? He's out there just fucking boozing it up. And yo, yo, there's a fucking Desmond Tutu movie called The Forgiven. And um, Forrest Whitaker plays Desmond Tutu. That movie. Like, fam, hey, Forrest Whitaker plays Desmond Tutu on a movie called The Forgiven. Life is crazy, bruv. We're living a fucking crazy time. Motherfuckers have lost their fucking minds. Legit, it's 2022, and motherfuckers are still crazy, bruv. Buckle the fuck up because. Things are only going to get crazier. Right? Listen, fam. Yo, I'm super happy that Arsenal now looks like the Arsenal. Legit. Arsenal now deserves the fucking the. Before the word Arsenal, it deserves the prefix the. Legit, bruv. This fucking Arsenal is not just the Gunners. Right? They're not just Arsenal. No, they are the Arsenal. The Gooners. All facts. It's a beautiful thing. Life is fucking crazy, bruv. Betty White fucking died. R.I.P. Rest in peace to the GOAT. Betty motherfucking White. Fam, listen, yo. I legit, legit, right? I legit thought that Betty White was going to live forever. I thought that Betty White was going to outlive all of us. All facts. Because Betty White was fucking resilient. Legit. Betty White. Yo, Betty White is one of the fucking gods. Rest in peace to Betty White. All facts. An amazing spirit. An amazing spirit. What a fucking life. What a life. Huh? What a fucking life, bruv. Legit. Life is beautiful, bruv. You know, bruv, a few days ago, I overheard my mother mumble her way through the South African National Anthem. Legit, bruv. And, and midway through the fucking song, right, she just fucking abandoned ship. Legit, bruv, she was out there singing the national anthem for some weird reason, right? For some fucking spooky-ass reason. And then it got to the fucking Afrikaans part, right? The fucking Andy Blowfan part. And then my mother just fucking abandoned ship. And I was like, yo, what's going on? Why did you stop singing, right? And she was like, nah, nah, hold my fucking beer, Right? And then she started singing the old national anthem. The fucking apartheid national anthem. She started singing the stem out of the fucking blue. (laughs) Yo, bro, the mothership is wild. She's fucking wild. But I love her though, bro. You feel me? Legit, bro, yo, my mother is hilarious, bro. These are all fucking facts. 
So fam, rest in peace to Desmond Tutu. And uh, rest in peace to Betty White. Legit, bruv, because, because Desmond Tutu and Betty White were fucking hilarious. Both of them. Desmond Tutu was a funny guy. He was a funny fucking guy, bruv. It's a beautiful thing, right? That man was always laughing. Legit, was out there just fucking, you know? Una pasta ca laughter. Always laughing, right? That's what life is all about. Life is all about laughter. Life is all about laughter. Which is why comedy is so fucking important. Right? Which is why comedy is literally, literally, all we got. All we got is comedy. Comedy is now the fucking singular source of truth on this fucking planet. Legit, comedians are the new philosophers. I'm basically Socrates. Look at me, listen to me. Right? I'm always teaching. I'm always preaching. Hence, 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 I want to say, to all the fucking dumb fucks out there, of course, Jeffrey Epstein and fucking Ghislaine Maxwell were fucking, yo, a fucking vile human beings. Of course, I don't agree with the way that Jeffrey Epstein lived his fucking life. Nor do I co-sign Ghislaine Maxwell. Right? It's all comedy. Right? Listen to the fucking message. Read in between the fucking lines. I don't really fuck with Ghislaine Maxwell. Right? This message is literally strictly for the people at the back. Okay? To those motherfuckers chilling at the back. Right? The dumb fucks in the class. I don't fuck with Ghislaine Maxwell. Nor do I co-sign fucking sex trafficking minors. No! I don't agree with that. I don't bangs with fucking pedophilia. Listen to the fucking message in between the lines. I speak in allegories. Legit. Legit, bruv. It's all comedy. But, but, there's a lot of fucking medicine in the comedy. So no, Maui Mao doesn't co-sign pedophilia. It's fucking disgusting. And pedophiles should get shot. All fucking facts. I don't co-sign sex trafficking. I don't. Right? Listen to the fucking message. Read in between the lines. It's all allegory. It's comedy. Right? Comedy at the highest level. I'm sorry, bruv. I don't do your mama jokes. I don't do knock-knock jokes. I talk about real shit. This is real comedy. Legit, bruv, the type of shit that you have to fucking break down and analyze. That's what I do. It's crazy that I literally have to fucking explain myself. It's crazy. We live in a crazy time. Legit, bruv, it's crazy that in 2022, I have to explain my fucking intentions as a comedian. I gotta do it. Or else my fuckers, you know, will get the message all, all fucking fudged up. Right? Oh, misconstrued and shit. I gotta explain shit. I gotta put out PSAs and shit. It's crazy. 2022. We are fucked.